This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're hoping on this week's episode of the Paracast that Chris O'Brien's connection difficulties are behind him. Well, yes, we do. Uh, I had a tech over here, and evidently this particular leg of their network... Uh, has a lot of noise on it, and they've been spent the last week and a half, two weeks, uh, still trying to track it down. And I, I said, well, you know, why would there be noise? And he said, well, the monsoon may have done something. We may have had a, a cable um, get some water in it somewhere. Uh, he says, but most of the time, it's people wiring up their own, you know, putting splitters in and wiring up cables to. Um, sort of bootleg cables to other rooms and stuff and they don't do it right and that creates noise so they're they're slowly trying to winnow it down to which section of the uh the this particular part of the grid that that's creating the problem um as of now i'm five up and 30 down so i'm doing pretty good well you're sounding pretty good which is fine of course we will have skype connections with kathleen martin and stanton friedman later we'll have to see what kind of speeds they get the key to skype if any of you are using skype the key is your upload speed most of the connections managed in the cloud but your upload speed has to be good enough and it's not that much it's less than a meg up is sufficient to get you good performance it's just voice it's not video if you're doing video all bets are off Exactly. So before I upload that uh, conflict in the desert <laughs> video, I'll make sure my upload speed is cranking along at five megs. So. We can't wait to see that. By the way, I did hear from the publicist who is managing the book by uh, Gary Lockman. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Finally, we hope to have him on early, mid-October. And just to point out, Gary Lockman was a founding member of the rock group Blondie. He left the group before they had all their big hit records, which sometimes happens. Although I guess he rejoined them later for a reunion tour. But he's also, as a result of that, a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but also very much involved in writing about the occult, which is why he will be here. Indeed. He may be a listener because the one thing I noticed here is that his publicist says he's really anxious to come on the show. All right. Yeah, so that's, that's very fascinating. He wrote a book, by the way, about Colin Wilson, yes. Yes, one of my favorite authors. I mentioned this, I think, a couple of weeks back, that um, you know his books, uh, The Mysteries, uh, The Occult, Beyond the Occult, um, just a, a, one of the best writers, I think, uh, in my my vast library of books, just an incredibly gifted writer. Of course, his first book that really put him on the on the map was The Outsiders and um, really gave him uh, an instant uh, push out into the into the spotlight as a writer. 
you know, he's over his lifespan. He he must have written twenty, thirty books. Um, I've only got five, I think. But um, one of my favorite authors um, discussing discussing kind of the the weird in between places uh, in the subjects that we cover, and um, his uh, work especially investigating and researching the occult is, is extremely um, revealing, I think. And, uh, and, and, and I really highly recommend it. Uh, the power of belief is a, is a powerful thing. And, and uh, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone that really has covered uh, occult subjects um, in, in, in such a literary fashion and uh, just a pleasure to read. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with Gary who, is one of the experts on the role of uh, the occult in in popular music, and um, you know we, <laughs> we it may not quite be paranormal, but um, to the religious right and the fundamentalists, it's uh, definitely <laughs> it's definitely paranormal. So it, it'll be fun uh, getting Gary on the show, and I'm looking forward to it. And by the way, neighbors, we will spend a few moments for him to reminisce about the world of rock and roll. I mean, we can't get them away without that. Yeah, of course. Now, this week, we're going to have a more traditional look at UFOs. We're going to talk about UFOs, debunkers, government misinformation, disclosure, distortion, and something called conspiracy con men. I think we've run across a couple of those. So taking that very traditional approach, of course, is Stanton Friedman and Kathleen Martin. And by the way, speaking of Skype connections before, we're having a little fun trying to get Stan to work on Skype. Wow, he's uh, moving into the 21st century. Yeah, well, he had some computer problems too, he tells me. So now it turns out that it seems that Stan has not necessarily the newest computer on the planet and maybe not necessarily the newest version of Skype on the planet. So I'd say at this point, the odds are 50-50 as to whether we talk to Stan on Skype or the telephone. In any case, the book here is not a bunch of case histories, although you get cases in it. It's a look at the history of the UFO cover-up, according to the investigations that Kathleen and Stanton have done. And that might be interesting in and of itself, because he brings up some interesting characters along the way. Of course, people like Dr. Menzel... Dr. Condon, Philip Class. Did you ever meet Philip Class, Chris? You know, I did. Um, it was at the 1998 International MUFON Symposium. He was toddling around, uh, tottering around with a, a walker, and um, I guess he had he had left uh, one of the pres- you know main presentations. And kind of with a look of disgust on his face, I forget who actually was speaking. And I, I saw him kind of, you know, making his way down the corridor. There was nobody around. There was just a few people kind of milling about. And so I went up to him, put my my arm around his shoulder, kind of scared him a little bit. And I said, oh, here he is, my favorite bulldog. <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, well, who the hell are you? And I said, I'm not going to tell you because then you'll be a bulldog on me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's very interesting. I met him a couple of times in the early years, and he was good friends with Jim Mosley. No accounting for taste on either side of that equation. I always thought that Phil Class was kind of a nasty character, and I'm going to ask Stan about the insights. But I'll give you one more insight 
And that is back in the 1960s, I saw Dr. Menzel appear on a TV show called, by the way, Open Minds. No relationship, of course, to the current Open Minds. But he was debating UFOs with John Fuller. This is before Interrupted Journey. I think it was Incident at Exeter was the book about the Exeter, New Hampshire UFO case. And Menzel looked terrible, and I don't know if it was age or something. But Fuller suddenly starts asking him questions and looked like Menzel was going to have a heart attack on the air. This was live television. Remember, this was just in the early days of using tape, and on Sundays, they would often have live shows. And that was one of the classic moments. I don't know if there's any recording of it anywhere. But if you see it, Dr. Howard Menzel, John Fuller, Open Minds, TV show from Channel 4, the NBC station in New York. Classic. So one of the interesting revelations in this book is that for a period, I guess about 30 years, Dr. Menzel had connections with an intelligence agency. Supposedly, he's a civilian astronomer, a civilian scientist, but he's got these questionable affiliations. Wow, I didn't know that. So again, the book is called Fact, Fiction, and Flying Saucers. And somehow we will connect with Stanton Friedman and try to get his issues resolved. I think we need to call the space people for this, Chris. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they're going to be very helpful. No, no. He wants to expose them. He wants to reveal who they are. (laughs) Okay. With Gene and Chris, you're in... The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Just to let you listeners know, we finally gave up on trying to get Skype to work on Stanton Friedman's computer because the version he has is too old to allow for group conversations. <laughs> His computer was built, by the way, it was the one they used to control the Roswell spaceship, right? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I didn't know that there's a wrong version. Of the, I knew I had an old version of Skype, but I didn't know there were newer versions that I needed to worry about. Sorry about that. It's not your fault. There are always newer versions. The problem with Skype and other apps is that the newer versions come out every other day or something. And therefore, if you don't just keep checking it, you'll probably be behind the eight ball. It's nothing that you did. We should tell you something that we've done. We've set up a special way to hear this show without the commercials and without a dish hopper or any of those tricks. And that is if you become a member of the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. For a low subscription fee, we offer the exclusive After the Paracast podcast. 
and all sorts of other goodies, plus.thepowercast.com. As is very obvious, the guests are people I've known for a long time. Stanton Friedman, I don't know, it must go back to the 70s when I first ran into you, Stan? I think so. I think so. You were just a lad at the time. (laughs) Right. You see, to everybody Stan meets, they're young. Well, that's true. (laughs) He was 90 years old when the Roswell spaceship crashed. (laughs) And Kathleen Martin and Chris O'Brien, who was just a mere lad compared to us, right? Well, I'm I'm getting long in the tooth myself, so... (laughs) I got involved in all this stuff at a fairly late age, 35. That is late. I was only 13. Well, I I mean, I've always had an interest. I I mean, I'm an experiencer. My first, I guess, uh, kind of rude awakening happened when I was seven, and and it wasn't by choice either, I might add. So Mm -hmm. I've always had an interest. But in terms of, you know, writing articles, uh, reading, you know, writing books, uh, appearing on shows and that sort of thing. That happened rather late. Yes, I was a latecomer on that. I read my first book at 24, but I didn't get my first lecture until th- I was 33. So, eh, slow to develop. Let's look at this book that you, Stan, and Kathleen have come out with, Fact, Fiction, and Flying Sausages. But first, let me give you the subtitle, because I think it tells you a lot of what's going on here. The truth behind the misinformation, distortion, and derision by debunkers, government agencies, and conspiracy con men. Before we go into the larger focus of the book, you use the term conspiracy con men, or would it be con person now? What do you think, Stan, because of our politically correct nature? Oh, well, you really ought to ask Kathy that, but uh, I, I thought... The world's a neutral place. We use men often to mean everybody, don't we? Okay, now, a conspiracy con man, could you give us maybe an example of a kind of person who would be someone like that? Obviously, it's not just believing in a conspiracy. It's because you have the intent to deceive. Do you have a classic individual that you can (laughs) cite? Or there's so many, we realize that, but maybe one or two. That would fit into this conspiracy con man category. You just mentioned one, a classic one, Phil Glass. You know, there was a man who was constantly conspiring to deceive. Uh, It it seemed to be his avocation when it came to UFOs over and over again. And one would expect better from somebody with his uh, quite respectable position of a senior avionics editor for Aviation Week and Space Technology, which is... Uh, was a darn good publication. You know, it's not an amateur uh, magazine or zine, as they call it. It's a quite respected publication. So, so we know that Phil can do better. All right. So the thing here is you're saying that Phil did this deliberately, not because, well, yeah. he just didn't believe in UFOs. It was he was doing this deliberately. To what end? Was he working for somebody? That's a question I haven't been able to answer specifically. I I think he was working for somebody, but I don't know who. It could have been MJ-12 for all I know. But it's hard to imagine somebody being as devoted to conspiring, if you will, as Phil was, without it being for somebody, some agency, call it what you will. I uh, remember he was in Washington, uh, D.C. Uh, he didn't have to go far to find agencies, or they didn't have to go far to find him. 
And so one can come up with all kinds of explanations. And he was always challenging people to find a paycheck with his name on it from some three-letter agency. But certainly the government has had people... Well, I remember the church committee hearings about all the newsmen who worked with the CIA, hundreds of them, some of them with their bosses knowing and some with their bosses not knowing. And not always did money change hands uh, by check. Uh, in other words, you didn't fill out a, a 214 or whatever the, the, the form is. So it wouldn't surprise me if Phil covered his tracks very well. Uh, I would expect him to. So it wouldn't be, for example, getting a check, but somebody could be handing him cash or sure. or just throwing him money, say, through a, a spouse well, or, a, or a child or someone receives a paycheck and it seems to come from a routine place, but it's really from them. Well, Phil wasn't married until he was 60, and he only got married then to avoid debating me in New York. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to debate, and that's when he got married. Uh, oh, you got to tell me this story. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just stop right here. Hold your horses. We have about a minute left for this segment, but I'm interested. Okay, but the timing seems peculiar. I assume he didn't just order a Russian bride that week. No, Hungarian, I think it was. <laughs> ah, I understand they're actually a little bit more expensive. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I talked to her once. Uh, she's a real person, but she brought her son over. Uh, you know, I'll call it a marriage of convenience if you want. That's that. That's okay. I, I, I'm not making up plot lines there. All I'm saying is Phil was pretty footloose and fancy-free and traveled the world, which makes him an ideal person for collecting information and for disinforming as well. Uh, he could go to legitimate scientific or engineering conferences uh, as a reporter for Aviation Week and Space Technology in many countries, which he did. And he could report back to somebody on what Americans were saying that they shouldn't be saying and what Russians were saying that we would like to know about. And I, I should point out, back in the early 60s, I had a contract with Foreign Technology Division of the Air Force. And I was looking at uh, particularly Russian information about nuclear reactors and space technology and stuff like that. And I found in the files at Patel Memorial Institute, which uh, is an outstanding research and development firm, that they had reports in those files from Americans who were traveling and submitted reports on their activities. So I know it was a common practice back then. Let's do our break. Fact, fiction, and flying saucers. And our first conspiracy con man with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy.
Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Investment Rarities, a 43-year-old company, has created the best silver offer ever. Get a U.S. Silver Eagle, Canadian Maple Leaf, Austrian Philharmonic, OPM Pure Bar, and Silver Round. Have all five for $99 postpaid. You heard me right, five ounces of silver below cost. No credit card fees, free shipping. Just $99 and you'll have a great start on what it takes to survive even the worst economic storm. Act now and receive Jim Cook's exclusive paper explaining how it's possible to make a fortune in silver today. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 800-328-1860. Read how the above-ground supply of silver has dropped below even gold. The secret is being suppressed. The price could explode at any time. Call today at 800-328-1860. Get 5 ounces of silver for only $99. Find them on the web at investmentrarities.com or call 800-328-1860. Call now before it's too late. 800-328-1860. Attention small business owners. Want to save money on your employee health insurance plan? Learn the little-known solution that could save thousands of dollars on your health insurance benefits and save your employees money, too. Call Health Markets for a free consultation, and one of our 3,000 local agents will show you how to make health care reform work for you. We'll design customized solutions for your business that can lower health care costs for you and your employees. We'll work directly with you to determine your needs. We search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide. You'll also find out if tax credits could save you money. Best of all, the service is free of charge. See why Health Markets has enrolled Americans in more than 2 million insurance policies. You don't have to wait for open enrollment to lower your cost. Call now. Find out how much you and your employees could be saving. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-930-5137. That's 800-930-5137. 800-930-5137. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years? And you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall. There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Phil Class, I was mentioning in section one of this show before you guys got on, Kathleen and Stanton, that 
I met Phil Class a couple of three times over the years. And Chris had an encounter with him, too, that he talked about. But in my particular case, he seemed particularly a nasty sort. Is that your feeling? Well, he could be. He certainly could be a benign gentleman when he felt like it. But he also could be uh, quite nasty, dependent on his mood. So, you know, I don't know what served his ends, uh, so to speak. We're not looking at just a guy who didn't believe in UFOs, which is fine. We're talking about someone here with some possible sinister purpose. But he's long gone. Why do we care about him now? What kind of influence did he have that's lasting enough to want to bother with him years after he died? Well, look at the Committee for Skeptical Investigation, CSI, which used to be Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Those guys are still going on, and Phil was one of the instigators many years ago. So they've been influenced by his model, so to speak. Also, remember, his first book was translated into Russian, which seemed very... No, it wasn't his first book. It was uh, Donald Menzel's first book got translated into Russian, another conspirator, if you will. We'll get to him in a moment. He was, as they say, the instigator. What about the rest of this group, Robert Schaefer and the others who became involved? Again, do we see anyone there with a conspiratorial intent or against just disbelievers? Is there a difference? (laughs) Well, the difference being that it's perfectly fine not to agree with a particular point of view. It's not so fine if you have some sinister intent behind it. Okay. I'm I'm not a psychologist. I'll leave the social sciences to Kathy. <laughs> I'm a dumb old physicist. You know, I look at what is and occasionally will guess on why somebody did what they did. I mean, I can understand Menzel, for example, a lot easier than class because of what I found out about him. But I didn't find out that kind of stuff about Phil. Okay, let's look at Dr. Donald H. Menzel, Harvard astronomer. I know that he also did some, I guess, drawings or paintings of space people. Because oh, Jim Mosley had a few of those that he had purchased. Oh, yeah. He was famous. He, he Menzel was uh, an artist, uh, among other things. He also wrote science fiction, although he kept his writing of science fiction away from other stuff. He was afraid that people at Harvard wouldn't be happy about that, so he used assumed names. He was even offered an editorship of a science fiction magazine. Much more important for Menzel, as far as I'm concerned, is the work he did for the government, but which I didn't know about until long after Menzel was dead, which nobody knew about, I should say. And that, that one really shocked me. I think it was the most, one of the, my most important contributions to ufology was to find out that Donald Menzel had a longer continuous association with the National Security Agency. You know, Mr. Snowden's agents? <laughs> oh, yes, that uh, of one. anybody. Yeah, and he said that to Jack Kennedy. They knew each other, first name. And, uh, and he said to Kennedy, when I can tell you more about the NSA, that's an area I may be able to help you about, when we are properly cleared to each other, um... And it helped, for me, explain a lot of things about Menzel's... He was too smart a guy. Menzel was not an idiot at all. 
made was a major world-class cryptologist, for example, that goes right with the NSA. He was too smart to try to act dumb about so many things. Kathy noted that, particularly in a, that Air Force conversation that he had, <laughs> Kathy. Uh, uh, yes, I could tell that story. Um, I think you should. It happened in May 1952, and he arranged a meeting at the Pentagon. There were uh, five military officers and one secretary present. And uh, he walked in. He told the group that he'd solve the Air Force's UFO problem through a few elementary experiments using liquids of dis- different densities. And I so hope he wasn't doctors- drinking them at the time. <laughs> no, they affect doctors- the passage of light. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Stefan Passanet uh, said, well, why do you think that a few elementary simple experiments prove anything? And Menzel just changed the subject and uh, to, to hoaxes. And he told the group that, uh, well, you know that most of these UFO reports are hoaxes anyway. And the Air Force spoke up and said, no, they're not. Only 2%. And then Menzel said that he had written a couple of articles, one for time and one for look, and he wanted the Air Force's support. They want, he wanted them to back him up on these articles that were clearly going to offer disinformation. And General William Garland said no, he, that he refused to blindly endorse Menzel's few simple theories. And Menzel blew his stack over that. Before he left the office, he offered to be an unpaid consultant to Project Blue Book. And although his offer was rejected initially, we find that in the mid-60s, he's working as an unpaid consultant to Project Blue Book. So is Philip Klass. The thing about Menzel is that he carried a lot of weight in the scientific community at the time. He's the one whose first book was translated into Russian, which seems very strange for the 50s. Uh, I'm wondering if there wasn't some intervention on the part of some government person. Because you want to send a message. There's nothing to UFOs. We don't want those Russians doing anything about this, and we certainly don't want them to find out what we know. And the kicker is, there was, as far as I've been able to tell, and correct me if I'm wrong, nobody knew about Menzel's insider status until I found that long after he was gone. Why would you keep it so close? In other words, there are two issues of uh, Sky and Telescope magazine, an astronomer's Bible, if you will, popular, uh, devoted to Menzel, dedicated to him. Uh, one on the occasion of his death, and one on the occasion of the 100th anniversary of his birth. Neither one said anything at all about his highly classified work for the government uh, after the war. People were shocked. I talked to people at Harvard after I made my, my, my discovery, and I had to get permission from three different people to look at his papers, including his wife. Uh And there were people at Harvard who couldn't believe, many people in ufology couldn't believe that he could lead a double life. So Uh, therefore, there's the assumption, at least implicit here, that when he said UFOs were nonsense and he came out with these simplistic 
absurd theories. He wasn't doing it as a lark or he was playing games or just disbelieved. It was because he had a greater purpose there. I would say so. I can't see any other reason why a man of his stature would say some of the dumb things that he said and make such a strong effort unless he was part of a system that said, we got to do that. We got to cover this stuff up. That, that's where Majestic 12 comes into the picture. Uh, nobody knew about it uh, while he was alive long after he died. And there are so many people, there's a lot of disinformation out there about Majestic 12. I want to get uh, into that in a moment have- here because I know this is a highly disputed issue. But Donald Menzel died decades ago. And maybe he had influence in the early days of UFO research. So what I'd like to leave on the table before we split for a piece of business and such is this. What is his lasting influence? What happened after he died that makes him even important anymore? We have Stanton Friedman, Kathleen Martin with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, All sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. Great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA, 
insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries, aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation, and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, segueing again to Dr. Donald H. Menzel, who made all those fascinating paintings. I saw a few at Jim Mosley's home. He didn't ask for a lot of money. For it, so you know that was fascinating. Maybe I should look for one at eBay, but he's long gone, and maybe he had some influence in casting on a whole generation of astronomers. Right. So you're saying that it's not just that he expressed this disbelief; he influenced astronomers who came after him to take the same approach. Is that still true? I still think there are people uh, in the in the field of astronomy and science in general who actually go back to being influenced by Menzel's original approach. After all, he was at Harvard. He was the chairman of the department, eventually, and uh, a world-class astronomer, member of the National Academy of Sciences and so forth. And he spoke out in a lot of places not just an occasional talk hither or there, but as as you heard earlier, Time Magazine and stuff like that, that influences the the world. They go to the experts, you know, New York Times kind of thing. And I think the fact that there was so much ridicule involved, I mean, Menzel did make fun of uh, many explanations. What I have found on campuses, for example, is that when I ask after my lecture how many people here believe they've seen what I would consider to be a flying saucer, just raise your hand. I just want to point and count. I'm not asking your name, stuff like that. And I'll even say the CIA wasn't allowed in tonight and stuff like that. Typically, it's 10%. And the hands go up very hesitantly at the beginning and then gradually as they realize they're not the only one, 10% of the audience 
And then I ask, how many of you reported what you saw? 90% of the hands go down. And the biggest reason when people come to me to tell me their story, why they didn't report it was they think I was some kind of a nut. And I tried a little experiment in a class with the professor before my evening lecture, but I said, let's try something. So we had the students respond to a couple of questions with their eyes closed so they weren't influenced by the other students in the class. And I only asked two questions, but they may, and let the professor count the vote so I wasn't biasing anything. How many of you think most people don't believe in UFOs? 80%, as it turns out. We didn't announce that then. And then I asked, how many of you do believe in UFOs? And when he counted the votes, 80% did believe, but they thought 80% thought other people didn't believe. They wouldn't express their positive beliefs because they believed most other people would think they were kind of crazy. Is that it? Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. And I found that in many places. And, you know, that's aside from the national security considerations. Uh, You know, asking people, did they report it when they were in the military and they can't talk about it and stuff like that. I got a lot of good stories that way. But again, we're uh, tracing this back to people like Menzel. He had that lasting influence on the scientific community that, you know, 40, 50 years after he died, people are still looking into his approach. Didn't Einstein? (laughs) The people they saw, I just ran across an article today and talked about Einstein. Well, Einstein is not Donald Menzel. Okay. No, but Einstein wasn't asked. Was hey, that's a good question. I don't know if Einstein was ever asked about flying saucers. <laughs> I think that we have to not think of Donald Menzel as one man acting independently, but as one arm of a vast conspiracy, and that that conspiracy had the ambition and the motive to deny the existence of UFOs to cover it up, to discourage scientists from ever uh, having an interest in the scientific investigation of this, and to perpetrate the myth, uh, even up to today, that this is nonsense, that anyone who has an interest in this topic is a kook, that uh, it cannot be studied scientifically. There is so much, and fact Fiction and flying saucers has the documented evidence that links these individuals together and shows their conspiracy. It's oh. very clear when you read the book. So I guess we have the third leg of this strange chair. Dr. Edward Condon, he was responsible for heading up the group that did the Condon Report, which of course is regarded by many as a whitewash, that this was a whitewash. And therefore, in looking over his papers and discovering things about him, and we'll go into his case history, do you think then that the deck was stacked all along? He went into it, he took on the assignment knowing that was his intent to just make it look as if there's nothing to it. It certainly seems that way. Uh, And remember, he wasn't just a professor at a university. uh, uh, He was 
accepted, admired, or whatever the word is, uh, became a member of the National Academy of Sciences way back uh, in early days, pretty young for a scientist. And he had been president of the American Physical Society, uh, president of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. This was a man with stature. Uh, and you'll notice that the Condon Report has uh, an approval along the article right at the beginning. They, they looked at Dr. Condon's work. They didn't check any of his cases, you understand. Uh, he didn't do any case checking either, for that matter. And uh, they came up, you know, three cheers for Ed. And that's where the influence comes in. When you look at the SETI community, which is mostly astronomers and scientists, they're influenced by things like that. Uh, science doesn't exist in a vacuum. Uh, there's a big fuss or uh, has been about uh, string theory. And w when science takes one attitude, uh, it discourages a contrary attitude. You don't want to fight the system. Don't tell anybody I'm interested. Kathy, you've heard this from professors, as I know I have. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, don't tell anybody I'm interested because I might lose tenure, might lose research grants. So the nasty, noisy negativism is pervasive and influential. Uh, it isn't just a question of somebody expressing an opinion, oh, well, what effect would he have? Well, these are guys who, whose effects were far-reaching. And Condon had a checkered history about security. He didn't believe the government should be involved in classifying certain things and so forth. But uh, he did science a great disservice with this study. Uh, and one of the points we make in the book is how Condon and Menzel attacked probably the best scientist there was on the subject of UFOs, Dr. James E. McDonald. And attacks on one serve as an example for the others. Uh, in other words, this is what's going to happen to you if you speak out pro-UFO. You'll be pillaged the way McDonald was, and he was, by all of those, class, Menzel, and uh, Condon. Let me ask you here, because obviously we can't dwell the entire episode on just these three people. Do you feel that they were working together at all, or just three separate individuals being directed to do their thing? Well, Kathy found uh, a lot of connections between them, wouldn't you say, Kathy? I believe they were working together. I had I went to visit the American Philosophical Society several times in Philadelphia. I read. Uh, Condon's files there. I read Menzel's correspondence files and Class's correspondence files. Menzel and Class had a close relationship. There was a lot of correspondence between them. And in one letter, uh, Menzel complained to Class that he was tired of doing the same old thing and he was happy to have Class's assistance in. Uh, debunking the you proponents of the scientific study of UFOs. They did this together. They worked on a committee. Class was the nasty guy. He was the one who was writing the proposals. And there was a committee of uh, various men who were involved in this. They were in the Air Force. They were scientists. 
Condon was in this. Menzel and Condon were even fishing buddies. A lot of people don't know that. We'll continue to go fishing for UFO, conspiracy con men, and more. <laughs> Stan Friedman, Kathleen Martin, and Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillow supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com. Sunshine-pillows.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the book is Fact Fiction and Flying Saucers, Kathleen Martin, Stanton Friedman. And we have the Paracast Plus. If you go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com, learn about our premium subscription service, get the ad-free version of this show, the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, and lots more stuff for low subscription rate, plus.theparacast.com. So we're talking about this trifecta of skeptics here. Class, Menzel, Condon, yeah, Kathleen, you mentioned uh, finding correspondence between Menzel and Class, uh, with Menzel asking Class for help in uh, debunking any attempts, really, by sci- the scientific community to uh, 
to to be positive proponents of scientific study of UFOs. Can you give us a time frame on this correspondence? Uh, are we back in the fifties, early sixties? When when was this? We're talking about essentially the mid sixties uh, and uh, up to the late sixties. We're talking about the time when uh, the scientific study for, of UFOs was going on. Uh, Hector Quintanilla was also part of this, the, the director of Project Blue Book. They, right. He had a close relationship with all of these men as well. Uh, I even found evidence that Philip Klass was providing information to Quintanilla about some of the kookiest stories that he could find that Quintanilla in his biography or his autobiography wrote turned out to be beauties and that he considered class an excellent investigator. What he was doing is turning those kooky stories over to Edward Condon. And those were the stories that Condon was going around speaking about that was drawing uproarious laughter from the public whenever he would lecture on uh, the scientific study of UFOs, because it, it was apparent that he did not believe that any of it deserves scientific investigation. Now, the key I want to ask here is, even if they were also directed by the powers that be to do this, is there any indication that they personally held any different views other than disbelief in UFOs? I could not find that evidence. Remember, the popular view among respectable people was there is no such animal as UFOs. Okay, but what about today? We're talking again about people who are no longer with us, who did much of their work years ago. In 2016, who are their successors? I. I think the the tone of the general community attitude has changed. Uh, I think the Kepler satellite, for example, has made an enormous impact because it wasn't too many years ago people were saying, you know, there's nobody out there, very very few places out there where there could be life, and they'd be so far away they could never get here. And now with Kepler, I mean, it's extraordinary. Do you realize that on the average now it is considered that if a star, stars have one planet each, some as many as 10, some maybe zero. But it wasn't too many years ago where people, well, Frank Drake made a big pronouncement that there might be as many as 8,000 places in the galaxy, galaxy, that could send signals and we should be listening. And a better number today would probably be 8 billion in other words, just within 100 light years of here, which is just down the street, local neighborhood, if you will, uh, there are about 10,000 stars and therefore about 10,000 planets. Now, that changes your view of things. And another part of this is that means there are plenty of planets that have other uh, planets nearby. We're 4.3 light years from the next star over. But there are plenty of planets that have other planets within less than a, a one light year. Zeta-1 and Zeta-2 reticula, the two stars from the uh, Betty and Barney Hill star map, are an eighth of a light year apart. You just brought up Zeta reticuli. Now, we're talking about a binary star system, but do they know yet? Uh, 
remember those are southern sky stars so it's right. a lot harder for us to so we don't know completely but, what about evidence of other planets exoplanets that orbit them right now i read about a dust we don't know. debris field dust whatever okay to the star map very briefly okay this is based on the varney and betty hill case but we look at that star map in relation to what we knew back in the 1960s. If we take that map out in 2016, or we assume the assumptions made in providing it, does anything change at all? Well, all the distances are somewhat different. We didn't have a good method of measuring the distance to stars because nobody needed it. After all, you're not going anywhere. What you need is where to aim a telescope. That means you need two two dimensions, and in the crosshairs, you know, is where the star is. Whether it's 20 light years away or 40 light years away, it doesn't matter. But it was only when the Hipparchos satellite came along, the European Space Agency, interesting, not NASA, uh, they measured about a million different star positions. And so they changed all the numbers of anything you did back then would be changed with today's data. So precision is, is not what we had back then. Marjorie did an incredible job. Marjorie Fish. And, and I, I just read something where somebody said, well, she built one. She built a model and walked around uh, and identified the stars. She built 23 different three-dimensional models of our local galactic neighborhood. If there was one thing she was concerned about, it was accuracy. And in my movie, UFOs Are Real, you'll see Dr. Mitchell, uh, who was the head of the astronomy department at Ohio State University, who had given permission for her to look at the star catalog. She couldn't take him out from the library. But he is on record as saying how accurate her work was. Uh, You know, for the time, you do the best you can. But it was a detailed, careful, objective effort that she made. I spent time with her. That isn't just from a phone call. I looked at uh, several of her models. I made a presentation with her to J. Allen Hynek at uh, the Adler Planetarium in Chicago. Dr. Saunders, Dave Saunders was there, who had worked under Condon and wrote a negative Condon report, if you will. Uh, Dave had access to computer stuff, and he also is on record as saying how accurate her work was. So we're not talking about a AAA map, you know, six-tenths of a mile here and eight-tenths of a mile there. There was no data with which to do that. But the map looks surprisingly good, and it makes a couple of important points. One of them is, here you have two sun-like stars that are only an eighth of a light year apart. One would expect two things. You could see the other star all day long from a planet around the other one, and you'd be more tempted toward interstellar travel uh, because you've got a next-door neighbor. Uh, isn't that the way man is? I mean, look look at the flood of people that came to the New World after Columbus. Now, the uh, reason I bring this up at all is because our friend Kevin Randall, 
wrote a piece for his blog, A Different Perspective, suggesting it was time to look this over because he felt it was badly out of date. And there's a lot of back and forth discussion in his blog about it. And that's why I raised the issue whether it's time now to look it over on the basis of what we know now, which you say is more or less being done to some degree to see whether any of it changes. But there's another question I have about it, which I'll bring up in the next segment. We've got Kathleen Martin, Stanton Friedman, Fact Fiction, Flying Saucers, Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. All right, listen up, because this is the most important thing you're going to hear all day. What if I said you could make money flipping houses without any cash, credit, or manual labor? And what if I said you could do it part-time from the comfort of your home? Sound unflipping believable? Hi, I'm Preston Ely, and I'm going to prove it by sending you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It sells online for $19.95, but I'm giving away free copies this week. To get one before they're gone, call 1-800-959-5795. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity shut off nine times, but I figured out a simple way to make money flipping houses without even breaking a sweat. Now I'm living the good life. 
and so should you. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. Hands down, it's the fastest, easiest way to get started in real estate. Let me prove it. Call right now to find out how to get your free book. When they're gone, they're gone. Call 1-800-959-5795. 1-800-959-5795. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're looking here about the star map. Now there's another point to mention here, too. This is something that was developed back in the 60s based on the Hill case. It's kind of a one-off, isn't it? Has there ever been another abduction case in which anything like this came about where one could find the recollections of some kind of navigation or a map to try to duplicate? I don't know of one, Kathy. Do you? I do know of two. One of them, uh, or both of them, were very similar to Betty's map. I have not done a great deal of research into this. Uh, The other two contacted me. Uh, One of them had worked with Bud Hopkins and sent me the map that he had drawn, which was a little bit different than the map that Betty drew. But there, no one has done the kind of extensive analysis, as far as I know, uh, on the star map and actually attempted to identify where those stars were located, except for, of course, years and years ago when several uh, different individuals did their own study of the star map. And uh, one person, Stan, knows more about it than I do. He's the specialist in this. But uh, there was one or two people who were actually looking at our own solar system. There have been other uh, explanations given, I'll grant you that, and I'm still, uh, there are a couple of things. One that we need to take into account here is that when Betty drew the map, it was after a post-hypnotic suggestion from Dr. Benjamin Simon, the world's top expert on uh, difficult times, Kathy, what's the word I'm looking for here on traumatic experiences, I guess. And he, you know, he didn't look at any other, as far as I know, any other UFO abduction cases. But the admonition to be accurate, uh, you know, draw it only if she could remember it accurately and stuff like that is very important. This wasn't casual. Uh, You know, why don't you see if you can draw that? It was very clear instruction. Draw it if you can remember it accurately. And that was part of all his sessions with them, with Betty and Barney. And, you know, there are people who say, well, there's never been an abduction, and therefore the whole thing is nonsense. And that's one way of looking at it. That gets you off the hook. You know, you don't do any thinking about it. But 
the story makes sense. I would love to have been a fly on the wall during that abduction case. (laughs) And I'm sure Kathy would, too. Yes, absolutely. And a part about the star map that's important is it puts our focus nearby. Uh, I keep running across astronomers saying, uh, Michel Kaku, whom I greatly respect, well, probably the nearest uh, place is uh, a few thousand light years away, and why would anybody come here anyway? I want to bring it back home to the local neighborhood. The difference, of course, is how much time it takes you to get from one place to another. It's bad enough that the people who say it's far away, Dr. Seth Shostak uh, talks about that, hundreds of light years away to the nearest place. There isn't any basis for that at all. Well, you see, this is very interesting, too, when you bring that up about getting from one place to another. Obviously, some scientists are looking into propulsion methods that might have some at least family relationship to warp drive. Isn't that correct? Well, you don't need warp drive. I mean, I want to start with what we know. We know that by far, almost all the energy in the universe is produced by nuclear fusion. Our star, the sun, and all the other stars, we're talking about billions and billions, uh, produce their energy by nuclear fusion. We didn't know there was such a thing until 1938. We're latecomers on the cosmic development scene, if you will. But as soon as you say that everybody that is going to find out what your star uses to produce its energy. Isn't it a natural question for uh, any civilization, I would think? If you found nuclear fusion 500 years ago, where would we be today? Uh, In other words, hydrogen and nuclear fusion. Well, the most abundant element in the universe is hydrogen. The lightest element in the universe is hydrogen. Fusion is what goes on everywhere. That's H-bombs. We don't like to link those two, I guess, but uh, that's what we're talking about here. And it's important to realize, if you look at uh, Robert Hastings' book about nukes and UFOs, obviously aliens show an interest in uh, nukes, nuclear facilities, nuclear uh, warheads on missiles, which they've shut down, which is kind of a neat trick, to say the least. So what I'm suggesting here is this that any advanced civilization coming here would very quickly know that we had developed nuclear weapons. Not just because of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but we've exploded 2,000 more, and they leave residue. When you have a nuclear weapon explode, you got radioactivity, and you go look and you can find it. Well, doesn't that tell any visiting alien that, holy cow, not only are these idiots killing each other, only 50 million in World War II, I say only, I I don't mean to belittle the deaths of those people, but from an alien viewpoint, what kind of a civilization is this? Yes, but Stan, why should they even care what we do to ourselves? Because, take the next step. If we have discovered fusion, then we know how to get to the stars if we want to spend the money. And that makes us a threat to everybody in the neighborhood. That's pretty straightforward. Let's look at nuclear fusion as propulsion system briefly. We have a break coming up. The reason I throw warp drive into the equation is how do we go there so it doesn't take us 5, 10, 20, 50 years, whatever it is. Even the galactic neighborhood, it's going to take us a lot of years to get there. 
Does nuclear fusion show us the way to get there faster? Of course. Nuclear fusion and Einstein. Let's not forget about old Al. That's a new name for him. Oh, yes. Uh, Good old Al. I think it was a song from Paul Simon called You Can Call Me Al, but that's not the same guy. No, I don't think so. No, the kicker here is this. Uh, I worked on a study of nuclear fusion for deep space propulsion in 1962. That's a long time. It makes me feel old. You'd think I was old or something. Uh, Anyway, in 1962, and we concluded that if you wanted to go, all it takes is dough. In other words, we can get to the stars. Remember, a fusion rocket can kick out particles having 10 million times as much energy as they can get in a dumb old chemical rocket. 10 million! And what you can see it. Uh, we, we don't want to use words like nuclear. Apparently, our society has got kind of a, a bias against that. But let me take it by the hand. A big bomb in 1944 released the energy of 10 tons of dynamite. It was called a blockbuster. Let's have this blockbuster, and then we'll have further description about these okay. power sources, power sources and systems with Kathleen Stanton. Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com. Sunshine-pillows.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. GCN and Longevity are bringing Dr. Wallach to Hawaii for the first time in 20 years. Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo, Vice Presidential Marketing Director with Longevity and the GCN team. Exclusive to GCN, you have the opportunity to meet and greet Dr. Joel Wallach. For leaders that want to support GCN, your health and wealth, visit wallachhawaii.com, teamgaday.com or call 808-436-5025, 808 436 
Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and negative articles can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? ReputationDefender.com can help protect your good name. Get a free consultation now. Call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from ReputationDefender.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com today. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. See, Chris is swallowing Fusion Drive right there. There he goes. All right. Oh, so you're talking horse? here about we're trying to get a perspective of how much power we're talking about here. And you're going back to the original nuclear bomb, Stanton. Go ahead. Well, yeah. The, the big blockbuster released the energy of 10 tons of dynamite and made a big hole in the ground, too. Believe me. We destroyed, after all, during the war, 1,700 cities, most of them by bombing with blockbusters. Anyway... The first atomic bomb in 1945, fission bomb, if you will, released the energy of about 16,000 tons of dynamite. That's a big step from 10 to 16,000, but that's nothing. 1952, our first H-bomb, fusion device, 10 million tons of dynamite in one lousy weapon. The fireball was three miles wide. But we weren't finished, we efficient earthlings. The Russians sent one off a few years later. 57 million tons of dynamite in one stinking weapon. Now think about that for a minute. From 10 to 15,000 to 10 tons to 57 million tons of dynamite in one weapon. That is a power source that'll get you to the stars. 
Okay, how fast does it take you to get there? I mean, say we're going to Proxima Centauri, which is over four light years from us. How long does that trip take? Well, let's again bring in Einstein here a little bit. Not only E equals MC squared, which is where the energy comes from, from the fusion process, and that was Einstein too. But at 1G acceleration, which we're all standing right now, because, uh, you know, if you fall, you're falling at 1G, so to speak. It, all, it takes less than a year to get to the speed of light, close to the speed of light. Let me uh, hedge my words a little bit. Less than a year. At 99.99% of the speed of light, you can go 37 light years in less than a year pilot time. Pilot time. You know, you go out, come back, marry your granddaughter's best friend. Okay, no, that's this traditional look at it. So in, in this case here... That's not traditional. That's the latest physics. It's something that, you know, I've read about for a number of years, that your perception sure. of time changes, but the physical, based on everybody else's perception of time, they leave Earth at 99% of the speed of light to go four light years. So it takes a little bit more than that to get there, a little over four years to get there. No, and, it doesn't. Not pilot time. I'm not talking about pilot time. I'm talking about the time back here at home. To them, yes, I understand that point. But, That's but what the, matters. It matters to the pilots. If it takes less time, but it matters to everybody else who sends them there. We're sending them to Zeta Reticuli, and it's what, you know, tens of years it's before they physically get there, even if they perceive it to be a short amount of time or a relatively short amount of time. Look, what I'm trying to say here is we have an energy source that if we learn to control it besides making bombs, and let's face we did it with fission. First atomic bomb was an explosion. Okay, now we have aircraft carriers that use fission nuclear reactors that can operate for 18 years without refueling. That's putting it to practical use. We have submarines that can astonishingly go around the world without coming to the surface. Tried doing that with a diesel engine. You know, in World War II, the sub stayed under for a day or so because the diesels need air, lots of it. What I'm saying is, we already know about means of producing lots of controllable energy. Now, you wouldn't expect us to be the most advanced considering, huh, you go back 120 years, the neutron wasn't even discovered until 1932. We're Johnny come latelys. We cannot assume that everybody else came after us in developing new technology. I'd say quite the reverse. The planet's only been around 4 billion years. There's plenty of time for somebody to have gotten started well before we did and in the obvious place of figuring out how its star works. I've got a, a, a quick question here. I'm, I'm still wondering why an ET civilization many light years away would be so concerned about us popping off primitive nuclear weapons. I would think they're not. That- I'm saying take, you extrapolate from that. Look at the rapid rate at which we have developed things nuclear. So they should know about the whole neighborhood that the, when you get rogues being nasty, they're a threat to the neighborhood. So they're looking not at us today, but us 10, 20, 50 years from now when we can take that technology and go out there. 
I would say so, wouldn't you? I mean, didn't we learn anything from Pearl Harbor? You know that the week before Pearl Harbor, <laughs> crazy story, the Army-Navy football game had a picture of the USS Arizona, this huge battleship. And there was a statement in the text that nobody had ever sunk a ship from the sky. Pearl Harbor was eight days later, and 1,100 guys went to their death. Okay, but here's the thing. If E.T. is out there, sees that those humans with all their tribal battles, they're in danger of becoming a spacefaring power. We've got Elon Musk, and he wants to get to Mars (laughs) in the next five or ten years. Get crews of up to 100 people. Now, if anyone's going to use cutting-edge technology, it's going to be some private entrepreneur who's looking for profits. Now, Not really, because it, the cost to develop some of these things, like the Manhattan Project and stuff, is something for governments in general, I'd say. Okay, but whatever it is, if we get the gumption to do it, because obviously we lost that gumption, but would E.T., if they felt a potential future threat, want to come down here? And send Klaatu to say, look, you earthlings, get your acts together, or we will act accordingly. Or has that happened already? And maybe that explains why space travel preparation has slowed down so much. I I don't know. I certainly wouldn't say that it's impossible. I would not say it's impossible that governments haven't been talked to by uh, Klaatu or anybody else. You know, I think there's been a lot of communication that we don't know a darn thing about. Well, okay, well, now maybe we're stretching a little bit here. I mean, if we assume any governments of Earth know we're being visited, must we assume they're in touch with those visitors? I'm not saying we must assume. I'm saying I've seen so much evidence of secrecy on all aspects of this. You know, look at the statement from General Bolander. Reports of UFOs which could affect national security are not part of the Blue Book system. I spoke with General Bolander. He was asked by the Air Force, what should we do about Project Blue Book? Because Dr. Condon had said we should close Project Blue Book. It's not contributing anything to science or technology. And Bolander was asked to do this, and he wrote a memo which resulted in the closure of Project Blue Book. We didn't know about it until 10 years later. Oh, we knew Blue Book was closed, but we didn't know that about this memo. I talked to Bolander on the phone. I said, it seems to me you're saying there are two separate communication channels for UFO reports, those which could affect national security, like the one I'd heard a few weeks before about a saucer going down the runway at a sack base where nuclear weapons were stored, or if my wife and I are out driving around to see UFO, big deal. And it was, at that time, a place for us to report. And he agreed with me, two separate channels of communication. But Think of the impact of what he said. Reports which could affect national security are not part of the Blue Book system. Now, the Air Force has been saying for how many years, decades, that there is no national security concern, and Blue Book was the only thing that was going on. It's funny, when you talk to the Office of Naval Intelligence, uh, we don't have anything about UFOs, they say. I don't believe him for a minute. I hope you believe this, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be back with more with Stanton Friedman, Kathleen Martin, and Gene. And Chris, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. 
Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, we've got Gene and Chris, Kathleen and Stanton looking into what the governments may know. We've had these demands for ages on end to... Reveal the truth about UFOs from Donald Kehoe, who I guess was, you know, one of the big disclosure advocates of the 50s, to today. Yeah. Disclose, disclose, disclose. That hasn't done anything yet. Now. I haven't been trying to get that. Well, I'm not saying that Stan Friedman did. I said that there has been. Yes. That sort of demand. All right. You've been talking about this thing for quite a few years yourself, and Kathleen certainly has. After all this time, first question, do we really know that the government knows much more than we do? I mean, they may know things that are related to classified military hardware and such, but do they know that much more about UFOs? Well, I would certainly think so uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I look at the NSA which, because of illegal action, managed we managed to get 156 pages of top-secret Umbra NSA UFO documents. Uh, there was a little problem. You could read one sentence per page. There's a bunch of CIA top-secret documents that are all blacked out. So there's no question we know more than, the, not we, the government. No, somebody in the government. And I say government, secrets aren't kept by telling everybody and hoping nobody talks. Right, but because something is blacked out doesn't mean it's the secret of the UFOs. It may be, again, about personnel, military hardware, things that you would expect that they would want to keep a secret. These are admittedly UFO documents. The NSA called them that. Yes, Stanton, I understand that. That doesn't tell us what's being omitted. It may be, as I said, things that you'd expect them to omit, things about military hardware, personnel, things that we don't want foreign powers to know about. It doesn't mean it's guilty knowledge about UFOs, does it? No, not necessarily. On the other hand, who's got all the good equipment for monitoring UFOs? The government does. Kathy and I don't have radar systems in our backyard. You know, we don't have airplanes with instruments ready to chase a UFO to make measurements of the electromagnetic signatures. The NRO is the one that should be... uh FOIA, but you can't. FOIA, the NRO. I was going to say, try it. <laughs> you won't find anything. <laughs> no, uh, look, th- this is where, again, I come back to Majestic 12. Because of General Bolander, we have to say, so, okay, if Blue Book wasn't getting the stuff that could affect national security, where was it going? And I say, MG 12. Very simple, very straightforward. You don't need three different groups here, Navy and the Army, 
to look at good UFO data, you need somebody who can look at the pieces of crash saucers. You need somebody who can look at the measurements made. This is one very special group. And people say, oh, governments can't keep secrets. I keep reading from the ancient academics and fossilized physicists that governments can't keep secrets. In today's world with the Internet, who could keep a secret? It's easy. They think everything that's on a blog is everything that goes on is on a blog and on the Internet, which is nonsense. All right. So, again, you know, we're assuming a few things here. Obviously, they know more about what's going on. But do all the governments of Earth, or at least the advanced countries, know essentially the same thing? Wouldn't there be some... Who knows? Would they have to share information based on security? No. Why would they? In today's world, that's why one of the reasons I haven't jumped on the disclosure bandwagon. I think there are some legitimate national security things here. How the saucers work, what materials they're made out of, what we've learned about the intentions of the beings. Should we put it out if the Russians and Chinese don't put out what they have? It'd be crazy. There are legitimate national security secrets here, technology being one. I mean, bombs were important in World War II and would certainly be important now. And detection of airplanes and rockets, those are important things. We got a big, well, the planet is spending a trillion dollars this year the people on the planet, uh, on things military, a trillion dollars. That's a huge amount of money. And secrecy is part of that. Okay, we understand national security reasons. But UFOs know no boundaries in terms of borders. So whatever happens here in the U.S., there are sightings all around the world. You can't keep that a secret. Well, you can keep the good data you obtain with instruments and sophisticated observers a secret. You can fill the world with ridicule. Happens all the time. Yeah, just look at our election. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I live in Canada, man. I know. Yeah, I use our loosely. (laughs) I think that we would all agree that disclosure is going on all around us. You know, MUFON... Uh, various whistleblowers, uh, people uh, who are in the UFO field, people who are researchers, are uh, and and some politicians even have disclosed the ET presence. But the thing that is not occurring is there is no official disclosure from the head of any government. Well, this is the other question here. If there's going to be disclosure, it's not going to be because Stephen Bassett sends 10,000 petitions to the president. I agree with you. It's not going to happen that way. It can't happen that way. If there's going to be disclosure, if this is what they know, and we can debate what's really known till the cows come home, we don't know, or till hell freezes over. We don't know exactly what they know, but if they have this sort of knowledge about ET visitation or visitation from anywhere, where is the imperative for them to tell us anything unless, number one, we had to act out of national security in a way that would become public anyway? Otherwise, why say a darn thing? Or the other question being, if there was disclosure, what about the consequences? What about the oil industries? If there is this... Absolutely. 
race, from... Religion. Religion, sure. You know, if you ask E.T., what do you think, what is your view of God? And they say, what are you talking about? You know, it comes out to that. Whatever it is, we have no idea what kind of religion an alien race would have, or even if they even understood the concept. Well, there are major consequences. You've hit a, a very important point, and it's something that the disclosure people don't talk about, really. Right. That kind of goes back to Major Donald Kehoe again. He said the same thing. You know, whatever it is, we can take it. You know, we'll, we'll accept whatever is to come. But if there's the slightest danger of anything bad happening, and certainly the oil industry is one, energy in general, anything related to technology that is shown to be completely obsolete, anything related to our political systems, the implications of this kind of presence would be so vast. Yeah. I can't see an imperative to let it out except for the one of logic, which is, well, this secret can't be kept forever. We can try our best, maybe gradual disclosure. Let the secret out very, very slowly. Let the people accept the fact that there is very likely life in outer space, plentiful life in outer space, whatever, and eventually we wake up and we realize it's happened, but it doesn't happen overnight unless there's a press of events. And if there's an ET visitation, obviously they, whoever they are, don't care. They don't care if they're seen flying around. They don't care to stop and disclose who they are unless we have certain contacts that are genuine. Even with abductions, even with abductions, most people don't take it serious, so it doesn't matter. They appear to care enough not to show up in large numbers. So I or in think very that, public places. Yes. Uh, you know, well, they did show up over Washington, D.C. in 1952. They did yeah. show up uh, over Phoenix and in a number of places. Of course, we had uh, denial uh, immediately following that. Indeed. But, uh, you know, so maybe this is a test to determine what public reaction might be. And maybe even to test how, what political or military action might be. But imagine uh, the public reaction that we would have if a thousand UFOs showed up over major cities around the world. It would be quite different, I believe. More so than Independence Day. We've got Stanton Friedman, Kathleen Martin... A few questions from listeners with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Chris, are there any questions from listeners related to the disclosure issue since we're on that now? You know, not really. There are a bunch of good questions here, though, uh, I must say, and one from uh, from Randall up in Calgary, uh, Ufology, as he's known, a longtime poster here at forum.theparacast.com, where our listeners get a chance to post questions at the question bank, and we'll ask them of our guests. You know, I saw a an article, and this, this goes out to Kathleen. Uh, Stanton, you can also comment if you'd like, but um, I saw... And this is kind of a little bit of a, a change of pace here. I think we need to kind of move on a little bit here okay. because we're we're running out of time. But one of the Allagash four from the uh, fairly well known abduction up in up in yeah. Maine. Um, his name is Chuck Rack. He's come out publicly and uh, stated that the whole thing in his mind is a hoax. And um, I went to the uh, news. Uh, source on this in, in uh, I think, the Bangor, Maine News. And um, he's claiming that the whole thing was, uh, they did have a sighting, but the subsequent events that uh, were brought forth from the other three witnesses, uh, the two brothers and uh, what was his name? Chuck? I actually met him. Uh, sweet guy. I can't. I remember. Um, him anyway, I, or Charlie, yeah, rather. about Jim Weiner. Well, uh, Charlie. Oh, and... Uh, Charlie Fultz. I met Chuck him Rack. one time. Really sweet guy. Well, according to Chuck Rack, he he feels that uh, all that was basically all the hypnotic regression stuff was was creative storytelling, and he uh, is now saying that he feels that the whole thing uh, should be considered a hoax. Uh, do, do either of you have any comments on that, Kathleen? First, I do because I have interviewed um, Charlie Fultz and Jim Weiner. And this topic was brought up. And what I was told is that Chuck Rack 
was asked why he had come out and and made that statement. And he said, well, he thought that it would be uh, good to cause controversy, that it would bring interest to the case, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I think that he's kind of a, a strange character. I do believe that Charlie... Fultz and Jim Weiner are absolutely sincere and honest. I have interviewed both of them at length. I know both of them, and I believe that the story happened as they remembered it. They were hypnotized separately, and uh, they did not have a bleed-through of information. The information was not contaminated, and they told essentially the same story. I do believe that it was real. That's good enough for me. Okay, so so that leads me to another question that Randall asks, and uh, what other cases uh, do you believe with 100% certainty uh, of abduction cases are real? Uh, which other uh, cases, if you could give us some examples? Okay, I'm not going to say 100% certainty, because I base my opinion on probability ratios. But Cases that I find highly probable are the Betty and Barney Hill case, the Travis Walton case. There were three women in Kentucky uh, who were taken in 1976, uh, not uh, only a couple of months after Travis Walton. They have a compelling story, too. And uh, even the Linda Cortile case that has received so much criticism I do, do believe that has a high probability of having occurred when you know the real facts behind it. And I have also interviewed her. You know, let me just stop with that because we've had a lot of debate in the forums about that case. And I think part of it is, well, on the Brooklyn Bridge, what is this? We would have seen something. What are the misconceptions that people have about that case? The misconceptions are that uh, not many people did see it. And in fact, many people came forward uh, to Bud Hopkins and uh, wrote letters and stated that they did see this. Some people thought that it was a movie being filmed in the middle of the night. Uh, but so people did not want to use their names. You have to remember that Philip Class did such a wonderful job of smearing anybody who reported this kind of thing. They could lose their jobs, they lost their credibility, their lives were miserable. They would be taunted by him, bothered by him for the rest of his life. And who would want to go forward with and testify to this if they might be harmed for doing so. So you think that pressure has kept all these people from coming forward? Where do yes, they go? they've come forward privately, but yeah. they have not revealed the, their identities. So you have to base it upon your uh, belief that Bud Hopkins was telling the truth. And uh, I do believe that he was telling the truth. I do not believe that he embellished this story. Why do you think some people have made it their mission in life, right or wrong, 
to go after Bud Hopkins and Dr. David Jacobs. It's not a question of whether you believe what they did resolved anything if you accept their theories or not. That's not the point. Why has it become so personal? It makes people rethink what they've always thought to be true and sudden that we're alone, for example. Uh, I remember meeting somebody on an airplane and uh, we got to talking and he was totally upset at the notion that anybody could think there are other beings out there. The Bible doesn't say so. He used that term. Well, I think Uh, also that it's a matter of national security. Some people feel that it's their civic duty to deny this. Uh, Other people will deny it out of fear. Uh, Other people will deny it for personal reasons. Have to change how you think about the world if we're actually being visited and we're not the big shots we'd like to think we are. I think, though, it gets more personal than that with these two individuals. It's not just, well, I don't believe we could possibly have had people abducted by aliens. It's more than that. It's so personal. It's about these individuals and who and what they were. You mean Bud or you mean the people who don't? I'm thinking in terms of Dr. Jacobs. We had David Jacobs on the PowerCast a couple of years back. I've never seen any episode so polarized. And we had him on before, and we had discussions, and it was fine. But this time, it was people threatening to give up the PowerCast, threatening to cancel their memberships in PowerCast Plus, threatening to punish us for putting this guy in the air. Wow. He holds some very strong points of view, and he has recently come out with his new book, Walking Among Us, where he has uh, interviewed several people under hypnosis. And as a result, has uh, stated that he believes that uh, the hybridization program has reached another level and that that is uh, to replace mankind, essentially. That is a very frightening statement. A lot of people certainly would not want to believe that that is true. He uh, he would have to provide very, very good evidence to back that up, which many people uh, feel that he has not provided. Right. And so I think that it's pretty easy to uh, criticize him on that point because there is a burden of proof, and that's based upon the level of evidence that you have. And he has not submitted the level of evidence required to no. believe that that is going to happen. I'm going to ask you quickly about the conclusion, though. We've got Kathleen Martin. We've got Stanton Friedman. The book is Fact, Fiction, and Flying Saucers. Only three segments left. There's more questions from listeners that we'll get to. I just wanted to focus on one thing before we get there. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. 
It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Hi there, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. And we're looking in this time of terrible financial crash, terrible meltdown of the medical system, we're looking to pay people obscene amounts of money if you become a student of our business at Longevity. We will help you actually take care of people better than the medical system has. Think about it. We spend more money in America for healthcare than all the other 218 nations the world put together, and they can't even solve weight loss problems. I mean, the medical system can have a total mental brain fart, and if you do this, you will be able to save an enormous amount of people from being overweight, being obese. They don't even know what causes obesity. Believe me, we know what causes obesity. In the medical system, they think it's from eating too much. It's not from eating too much. It's actually a mineral deficiency. Do you solve a iron deficiency anemia with a bone marrow transplant? That's what they think. Do you solve a mineral deficiency that causes obesity with a gastric bypass? That's dumber than a stump. Contact us at GCNminerals.com. Learn how to lose weight, look good, and save yourselves a gob of money. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Minuteman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Minuteman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We'd like to hear from you. 
If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, that's Chris. Of course, he's under some kind of spell when he does that. We haven't figured out what spell or whether he's spelling anything, but we'll have to continue here. The fundamental premise that Jacobs presents Kathleen is about hybrids. That's not just aliens experimenting with our DNA. No, Jake, it's hubrids. It's That's both. Correct. What's hubrids and hybrids? It's okay. Regardless, hubrids, hybrids, whatever it is, they're creating a race of invaders, silent invaders who are taking over. That ET is here to take over the human race in a way that doesn't require killing anybody i guess doesn't require mass <laughs> landings or spaceships it is a sleeper it is a sleeper campaign do you believe kathleen any such thing could possibly be happening what i have to say is that david jacobs hypothesis is not backed up by any researcher that i know of it's not backed up by my own research, and I'm an independent researcher. I'm also the director of MUFON's experiencer research team. And I've done a great deal of research in this. It appears that there is genetic manipulation that by these ETs, that they do have a purpose for doing this, but all of the other researchers that I know of and myself believe that this is taking place very slowly and that the genetic manipulation is to human babies that are born to human parents. There might be a hybridization process in there for this experimentation, but these children are being born to human parents and raised in human society. The difficulty that I have with the idea that hubrids, human-looking hybrids, are coming to Earth in their late teens or early 20s, knowing absolutely nothing about life on this planet, having none of the subtle gestures that we have, none of the information that we have learned from the time we were born about human interaction and how to live as a human being, and then are suddenly thrust into our society to try to make it with a little bit of in, uh, intervention from unwilling experiencers who are taken during the night and, tr- and training these individuals to live on Earth is an idea that, that I cannot accept. I have a great deal of respect for David, for his work, He has made great strides in his research and in his work with Bud Hopkins. But when it comes to the idea that hubrids, who are very, very naive to everything human, are coming here and setting up residence, it's beyond what I can accept personally. Yeah, there's no evidence for that. There's no evidence for it. And, and, and this kind of leads me to a question. I've noticed in the past four or five years that we're seeing 
you know, there's always been this kind of battle between the uh, the evil reptoids uh, coming to enslave us, uh, eat us, uh, you know, regard us as cattle, and then the benevolent space brother side of the equation. There's always been this real dichotomy, and uh, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm seeing a shift from... It, it seems like the negative side of the abduction phenomenon is is becoming less and less popular, and you're seeing more of a of a leaning on the teeter totter over towards the the more from laissez faire hands off abductions to positive abductions and uh, benevolent space brother types uh, going kind of harkening back to the con- contactees. Are you seeing that there's a a shift going on here that more people who are into the abduction uh, mystery are leaning now away from the negative side towards the positive side? I am seeing uh, a shift in the popular media, uh, in uh, the topics being presented at conferences. There does seem to be a movement uh, among people who would like to say that all of this is very positive that they're here for the benefit of humanity, just like occurred back in 1952. But that is not consistent with the reports that we receive at the Mutual UFO Network, where the majority of people are still saying that they uh, believe that their experiences are both positive and negative, that they've been taken by... Uh, individuals who seem to have a scientific interest in them. Many of these individuals are not being treated as equals and are not uh, feeling that uh, they are highly valued except for the value they have uh, to these non-humans who are taking them. At the same time, we have Uh, about 10% who believe that they're being contacted by beings that are just outright evil. And I'm wondering if these are interdimensional sorts and not space people coming here uh, as astronauts or scientists. But when we do ask people if they would like for it to end, if they could end it today, would they? The majority say they would not, which is, I think, very interesting as well. Uh, only about 30% would like to end this process. And overall, it seems when, when they can stand back and reflect upon their experiences, they do not feel that they were harmed in general. They do feel that this might have been beneficial in some way. So it's really difficult to peg down. Uh, MUFON is uh, currently uh, doing another commonality study, a research project. We have uh, over 300 participants. I uh, think that probably our study will be completed in another year. So we'll know more then in terms of statistical evidence. Now, I do know that the Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters has just completed a survey, and they had over 3,000 participants. And of those 3,000, about 75%, I believe, uh, stated that they viewed their encounters in a positive light. 
Wow. Wow. Uh, I guess That's kind uh, of impressive. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 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 thinking that possibly this uh, this sort of media treatment of the subject is 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 seems to be accurately reflecting the what you're you're calling percentages on. I mean, three thousand cases, seventy five percent saying that these that they feel that these are 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 not negative events. Let's put it that way. We got more to come. A couple more segments about fact fiction, flying saucers with Stanton Friedman, Kathleen Martin. And Chris and Jean, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. 
Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back for a couple of more segments. This is a such a fascinating subject that we're not going to finish anything here, but maybe we can have a, a future discussion, bring Stanton and Kathleen back for more. Chris? Here's a question from Han, who's been a longtime poster at forum.theparacast.com, where our listeners get a chance to ask questions of our guests. This one, I'm pretty interested to hear the answer to this. Uh, But Stanton, to your knowledge, has the U.S. or any other government formed a, a military unit with its sole purpose or one of its purposes or tasks uh, to attempt to shoot down or intercept a UFO? Well, that's an interesting question because way back in 1952, the orders went out, if they don't land when instructed to do so, shoot them down. And we have newspaper articles proving that, although the story wasn't covered by the Washington Post or the New York Times. But we have official Air Force spokesmen stating that. And General Roger Ramey was involved, the Roswell Ramey. (laughs) I don't know that he would have wanted to be called that, but, uh, oh, we've scrambled hundreds of times, just routine. But it, it was clear that there was a procedure being carried out to try to do something, shoot them down if they don't land when instructed to do so. That means that we're trying to get them to land for what purpose, you know? So I think somebody would have come to terms with the fact that uh, the aliens have far better technology than we do. And the stories that I've heard, I've heard seven cases now firsthand from people who were at bases, military bases, saying that a saucer was, a plane was scrambled to chase a saucer and never came back. Uh, This is back most of them many years ago. And so the cases I've seen where they seem to have done damage, I'm thinking of the uh, Cuban uh, MiG case, where a saucer is coming, heading toward Cuba, they pick it up on radar. We have listening posts that are picking this up over the airwaves. And the Cubans and Russians scramble uh, two jets, two MiGs, go after it, tell them to get the heck out of our territory, nothing happens. So what should we do? They ask the ground. The ground says, shoot them down. So the lead pilot, his, his missile is armed, uh, his radar lock on, 
And then they're screaming over the airways from the second pilot, the wingman, if you will, saying that the first plane just disintegrated. Well, somebody had to make a decision. If somebody's got a missile aimed at you and you can tell he's got a lock on, you got to do something. And so I think they responded in a very sensible kind of way, self-defense, acceptable uh, argument in law, isn't it? <laughs> you know, for uh, e evil things, if you will. So I think that there are procedures, but I think that Somehow along the way, somebody said, hey, yeah, <laughs> these guys are better than we are, and uh, let's leave them alone. We won't shoot at them, and they won't shoot at us. Uh, okay, well, so along those lines, I mean, you, you mentioned the ex obvious advanced levels of technology. We have a question here from, and this is one of my favorite avatar names on the on the forums here, Greer's Meeting Planner. Go figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we're talking about exalted technology, but you know, he, he uh, whoever this is says, Stan, regarding your hypothesis that simple radar could have been responsible for causing the Roswell crash, I have heard in previous interviews you suggest that the alien ship's navigation or operation may have been taken by surprise by the radar radio waves, causing it to catastrophically fail to the fullness mm. of crash. And he says, considering this. Can you please explain your hypothesis in some sort of technical detail using your, your scientific background? And if radio waves caused alien navigation or propulsion systems to fail, can we shortcut what the technology is being used by these craft uh, if something like radio waves can bring them down? And kind of a third question, um, have you ever had any doubts about that theory of radar bringing the craft down? And if, if well, so, has, has that theory or have your thoughts about this changed over time? I, I never said the radar brought the craft down. I'm saying two UFOs flying along. Uh, they run into a radar beam over New Mexico. There weren't many places where you'd run into the beam, but there was a rocket scheduled for launch. That means the beam is just not going around. This is not uh, circular radar like we like to think, you know, the beam goes around and pick up stuff going through there. It's just aiming a beam right on out there. And the reason being that we used vacuum tube radars back in 1947. So you leave them on because otherwise you got to warm them up. And so I'm not saying it brought it down at all. I'm saying there was a glitch, maybe two saucers temporarily the radar navig that affected the navigation system or the propulsion system, just a, a tiny, uh, you know, uh, there's a puddle in the road kind of thing. I didn't say it brought it down. And I think that uh, we expect surprises always to be part of what goes on. Uh, the unexpected will happen. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. you got to be ready to respond. So I, I'm not saying that when they hit a radar beam, they're destroyed or anything like that. I'm no, no, he's, he said, he's asking about them being responsible for causing the Roswell crash. He's not, well, he's not suggesting that they were brought down or that you suggest that. No, well, I, I certainly didn't suggest that. I, uh, it strikes me because we've got two craft coming down, one in the plains of San Augustine and one over in Corona. I asked uh, a former general who was a pilot uh, if you have a mid-air collision, uh, is the damage symmetric? That is the same to both craft. He said almost never. One makes it and one doesn't. That's the way things go. 
so if you had a temporary, uh, I'll call it a collision in, in quotes, one may have gone that way and the other one went down here. And my first conversation with Jesse Marcel, he said there, he feels there had to have been a mid-air explosion because of how widely the wreckage was distributed and because there was no crater. Makes sense to me. So one goes that way, one goes that way. Unfortunately, uh, one made it and one didn't. So we don't have to assume it's anything we did. No, uh, you're right. We don't have to assume it's anything we did. Misfortune. You know, there was a nail in the road. Somebody had dropped (laughs) it there, and I got a flat tire. Nobody was trying to get me. That's why Uh, E.T. is like us. They use the lowest bidder for their spaceships, and sometimes things just go wrong. All those cost we, we overruns. Lost two shuttles, remember. Re- remember, two shuttles we lost. Yeah. Uh, and there are other accidents that have been in. You know, when I say accident, that covers a lot of ground. The discovery of penicillin was an right. accident. Totally. The discovery of x-rays was an accident that is unplanned. But somebody was there to observe and say, hmm, that's interesting. Let's check this out. So I have to allow for the unexpected. And I'm not saying aliens are perfect, but I'm certainly not saying that uh, the radar brought them down or anything like that. It was an unfortunate uh, situation. Too bad. We have another question here that's uh, very interesting. I've, I've never really thought about this. Um, I think it's uh, showing some creative uh, thinking by William Strathman who, again, is a poster at forum.theparacast.com. And he goes, on the premise that aliens have been interacting with humans, I wondered if either of you were aware of anyone who suggests that aliens may be playing both sides of the UFO controversy. What he means by that is, A, aliens interact with experiencers in ways that convince them of some kind of direct contact, and the aliens act on skeptics to intensify their skepticism with subliminal influence that is not detected as contact per se in other words much of the controversy is facilitated by the aliens themselves keeping the ufo topic nice and murky and keeping humans in perpetual conflict and he, <laughs> I, i've never thought about that that's it, quite an interesting it, speculation yeah it, it kind of has a ring to it doesn't it <laughs> before we have well, the ring yeah. go astray we need to do our break Gene and Chris, Stanton and Kathleen, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. 
That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Think you're fat? You might just be bloated. Find out by calling now for a free trial of New Biotics, the new breakthrough that flattens bloated bellies fast. For a free trial, call 1-800-990-1243. Strict limit of one per household. I used to be plagued by pot belly and constant bloating. After taking New Biotics, my belly flattened and continues to get flatter. My sense of bloating and discomfort is gone. If you've got a big belly, you might not be fat. You might just be bloated. New Biotics is scientifically formulated with natural ingredients to flatten bloated bellies fast by cleansing pounds of rotting food and toxic sludge from your body. It even combats periodic heartburn and acid reflux. If your belly flattening results are too dramatic, simply reduce use to every other day. Think you might be bloated? See how much flatter New Biotics makes your belly. But hurry, call now for details while we're still giving it away for free. 1-800-990-1243. That's 1-800-990-1243. one 800 Fully cooked, ready to eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10 year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon or warm and served. Life saving, ready to eat bacon. 10 year shelf life bacon. Ships free at fullycookedbacon.com. Fullycookedbacon.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You know, Chris, that's got to rank as one of the most fascinating, if offbeat, questions we've ever had in the alien Paracast forms. <laughs> Yeah, the aliens are doing it. The conspiracy yeah, con they're, men they're are not conspiracy con, con men. They aren't sides. even men or women. They are aliens doing it to us. Well, you know, you have to remember, there may be aliens coming here from many different places and for many different purposes. I think back to post-Columbus, 
There were guys who came to the New World to save the souls of the natives. Others who wanted to steal their gold. Others who brought back vegetables after all. <laughs> ah, that's why E.T. is here. E.T. wants to get some of these earth potatoes. Idaho potatoes. That's what they're after. Well, remember, too, that the Earth is the densest planet in the solar system. I don't mean the people, although you probably, you guys would probably say <laughs> it is the people. But, uh, I meant the uh, cubic foot of Earth weighs more than the cubic foot of any other planet. And you say, so what? Well, that means there are a lot of heavy metals here, and there aren't in the universe. We know from studying the spectra from stars that heavy metals are rare, but they have special properties, things like osmium and rhenium and iridium. Osmium is twice as dense as lead for anybody who wants something peculiar to say at the next drinking party. I got the uh, answer, Stan. The Ferengi are here to get earth gold. Well, or, or earth osmium or iridium or rhenium, one of my favorite metals for some reason or other. Who knows? Maybe they've been mining our resources for a very long time. How many places can you go and pick up some rhenium or some rare earths or some whatever? And, you know, we are using some metals now that we never used before. The Navy is entirely dependent on zirconium. Whoever heard of using zirconium? The Air Force uses a lot of titanium. Uranium was used as a coloring agent for tableware 100 years ago. That's illegal now, but uh, I better add as a good nuclear guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the reasons for traveling can be varied and different, have changed with time, depending on the situations. And a new group of graduate students coming here from someplace, a professor says, you guys go out to that dumb planet over there and check on the languages. And why is it that there are many different colored skins over there? What's with that place? On the other hand, you might say that this is a penal colony. They dumped all the bad boys and girls here, and that's why we're so nasty to each other. Who knows? No one knows for sure. Well, it, and it may be yes, and some of those, and some of those, and some of those. You know. It could be. I'm just wondering about the skeptics, though. I mean, how I would um, the aliens be interacting with skeptics or or egging them on to create controversy? You know, That was a part of the question that really kind of... I don't know, sort of made me scratch my head. <laughs> I did have a skeptic come to me one time. He was uh, sort of thrashing me out on <laughs> the Internet. And he wrote to me, and he told me that he was actually an experiencer. And I just couldn't figure that one out, why an experiencer would uh, be so nasty and hostile about the possibility that of visitation. Uh, it made no sense to me, but uh, to think that perhaps uh, all of these disinformants uh, are under alien mind control, uh, really, I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> How could we possibly even are, prove it? Well, maybe the evil reptoids are, are uh, working on the skeptics and the benevolent space brothers uh, are the antithesis of their agenda, so... <laughs> I, I just love the the create the creativity of that question, though. <laughs> yes, yes. Here's a good one, and uh, because we are running out of time, I, I think this is a very good question for both of you. And this again comes from Randall up in Calgary. What do you two think the most important thing is that ufologists can do to help bring credibility to the field? 
well, we we say it in the book. Uh, you know, stick to the facts. Be careful what you say. Check things out. Get firsthand information. We talked about this at the last MUFON conference. Our paper is in the uh, proceedings. It's mostly Kathy's paper, but I added a few things about rules for ufologists. Uh, get firsthand data. Don't don't stick your your ideas out without having some evidence to support them. At least try not to make it uh, come like top of the head stuff. And I think we need to be careful. I find too few people going to archives. Get the documents. Archivists are very helpful. Uh, I wanted somebody who was there when uh, Truman was president. I asked the Truman Archives. They gave me the name of George Elsie. He worked for Truman the whole time he was at the White House. He was a great help to me in evaluating things about the National Security Council, MJ-12, for that matter. But I can't find anybody else who talked to him. He's dead now. You can't have him as a guest. I, I think well, you know, some harder. people might say we can have him as a guest. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you can have anybody do that. I mean, he also became president of the American Red Cross. Maybe he can give you some some tips about that sort of stuff, too. <laughs> he was a big help to me, but firsthand. Firsthand, not thirdhand, not fourthhand. I've had people complain about Menzel and who, who never went to look at his papers. I agree with Stan that it's very important to do your research, to have your facts in hand. The disinformants did their job through speculation. Some ufologists do their job through speculation. They ask a lot of what-if questions without ever going to the factual information that we have. And that factual information is, in fact, fiction and flying saucers. If you want to have uh, a credible reputation, if you want to be considered credible in this field, it's very important that you can back up your statements with facts. A little bit of speculation might be okay, but if you spend if most of such. your time speculating, forget it. You're not well, going to be considered credible. You have to state I think very be very out front when you're hypothesizing or speculating, and sometimes that line gets blurred. I think yeah. too much actually um, lately, where things are stated as fact when in fact they're not. They're they're opinions or uh, speculation, and that's something that I I personally have really bent over backwards to state things that are factual as facts and whenever i go off and say well what does that suggest then then i go into the to the realm of, of hypothesis but to make a clear d delineation between the two i think is really important unfortunately going back to the you know the whole issue of hard data and actually uh, hard copies of, of data i think it's really important for people that are new to the field and up and coming to remember that the history of ufology has occurred pre-internet for a lot longer than than we've had the internet um, at our disposal. Visit your archives. Absolutely. Okay. If people want to learn more about what Kathleen Martin is up to, where do we go? You can go to Kathleen-Marden, M-A-R-D-E-N, dot com. Stan. StantonFriedman.com. That's easy. I also have a Facebook page. Just look up my name. You can find us on Twitter. 
Look for The Paracast. We're on Facebook, too. Two Paracast fan clubs, a community and a group. And you can't combine them, so that's where they are. We also have a special version of this show without the commercials to offer to subscribers of The Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. We include the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, which is going to be real fascinating this week as we begin to set it up. Starting to add videos. We'll have show transcripts, book excerpts, classic episodes for a low subscription rate. If you subscribe for five years or lifetime, we give away free ebooks and other special offers are coming. PLUS.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. So, guys, we never got it done today. We got so much more to talk about. Let's have you on again in the future. Stanton Friedman, Kathleen Martin, thank you both for joining us on the Paracast. My pleasure. My pleasure. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>